Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Life That Works. I am your host, Kevin Cooley, along with my beautiful co-host, Adrienne Lee Cooley. She's a hottie. That's part of having a life that works, y'all. You got to marry a hot wife. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is all about we want to help you to grow a pair of wings. Yes. So that you can soar through life and not crawl. So many people are crawling through life. Not necessary. But there is something that you can do to sprout your wings and fly. All right, we're going to talk about it today. One of the number one things that's plaguing humanity today, according to the World Health Organization, is anxiety. Anxiety, worry, depression, stress. It's the number one health concern on planet Earth today, wow. even more so than COVID and cancer. It's worry, anxiety. Mm. And there's so many things you can do to shake off the tyranny of anxiety so in your true. life. You know, Kevin, as we just talk about this today, when I think of anxiety and worry, I just, first, when we were talking about this earlier, even, Mm -hmm. you know, we were just saying, what is anxiety? It's it's connected to fear of like the future. And, Mm. and I think about it, worry is such a thief. It's a thief of our sleep. It's a thief of our appetite. Yeah. Ultimately, it's a thief of our peace. Yeah, then you worry that you're not sleeping and not eating, so you worry about that. <sighs> right. It's a vicious cycle. Yes, and you know, but it's it's a real problem because at the end of the day, when we just are going, 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 90 yeah. to nothing, we're trying to keep up with the fast pace of our lives today, and just it's just you're constantly, so mm. many people are constantly worried that this outcome won't be right or yeah. this deadline won't be met or... This yeah. relationship, oh no, what if it's just over? Because, mm. you know, there's just so much of that <laughs> too no, these that's days. True. That's so true. You know, I, I bet you, I don't know this, we'd have to Google it. <laughs> I bet there's more medication sold and taken for worry, anxiety, and stress than probably anything else. I don't know, but definitely a lot. That's uh, for yeah. sure. You it's know? a multi-billion with a B Dollar organization. Yeah. Industry. Industry. Yeah. So so what do we do about this? Like, what is going on? Like, what, how do we combat this? Mm -hmm. You know, spirit, soul, and body. Because it has, it's become, like you said, an actual health risk. So, all right. The part of the brain that God made to help us focus is called the RAS, the Reticular Activating System. Yes. Got to get your RAS in gear <laughs> to focus on the right stuff. Right. And so what happens is a lot of times we get hyper-focused on the wrong thing, mm. and, and then you just think that that's, there's more of it than there really is. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. And so the world calls it, or the solution, a solution the world offers is visualization or mindfulness. Uh, but 6,000 years ago, the Bible called it, meditation. Yeah. Not like, you know, you know, we lived in India, so I'm not talking about like the Hindu Eastern Om kind of uh, meditation where you're trying to empty your mind of all conscious thought. Yeah. And I, I jo- love what you say about that. Yeah. Jokingly. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. all men are capable of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just you say, you know, it's not about emptying your mind. Yep. It's about filling your mind and Bingo. renewing your mind with yes. the word of God. Yep. Not about emptying your mind of conscious thought. It's about filling your mind with God's thoughts. Yeah. 
but they're so close because there is a truth and there is a value in being still and knowing that I am God, like scripture says. And but think about what you just said. Be still and what? No. No. Not empty. Not think about Mm. nothing. No means that you're having a realization that you are focusing on something it's just the not even something someone yes but you you so you know i've talked to you about this i do meditate often and i mm-hmm. you know it might sound funny but it's just the scripture tells us to meditate oh, man, on the word it's huge and there's some, there's power i've even done a little exercise before and if you deal with anxiety and worry and depression that can just be debil- debilitating yeah and, you know, so many people, literally it mm. goes to actual panic attacks. And mm. and not yeah. long ago, I think I called you and I was like, I don't know if I've ever had a panic attack, but whatever just happened mm. was not cool. And I was battling some anxiety about a situation that I was up against. Yeah. And, and But I, yeah, I thank that. God for the word that you had in your heart so mm. that when you need it, it's there. You don't have to be overcome. That's right. By anxiety, but you, you know, Jesus came that we would overcome the world, not be overcome. That's right. And so one just little, simple, fun exercise that you can do uh, that I recommend doing daily for a while if you're really in this like, you know, rut or routine and, and, you know, habit of worry. Yeah. We can get to that more in a minute, but. If you would just once a day, just sit for five minutes, three hmm. minutes. So it is so hard to sit still yeah. for three minutes. All by yourself. All by yourself and be with yourself. <laughs> alone with your thoughts. Yeah, because we don't know how to be alone. That's yeah. part of the problem. And oh, so just to sit and, and relax yourself mm-hmm. from head to toe. I did this one time okay. when we were at the YMC. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. We would do those classes. And they helped, they introduced us this in a Pio class, a Pilates yoga kind of thing. And and I have done this or so many times. stretching, as we like to call it. Stretching, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you just literally can sit there and just relax your forehead and then relax. <laughs> this sounds funny, but your eyelids or your nose. Have you ever thought about relaxing your nose mm. or your ears? No, you know, and work your way down your whole body. <laughs> I know it sounds so funny, but try it. It's amazing. Yeah. And while you're doing that like I would pick a verse that Mm. maybe attacked a situation because this is a good fight of faith that we're in right and that's another thing Kevin is you know who told us it was supposed to be easy I think that's what trips us up a lot no it's true I mean we're in a battle this life that we're in we we don't wrestle against people but uh, hopefully, <laughs> but we ha- there are spiritual adversaries yeah, against us. Yeah. And look, society and culture doesn't make it easy either. Right. I think that's one reason so many people struggle with this is because so much is coming at us mm. through the media, through social media, through the news, through circumstances. And used to, an earthquake could happen on the other side of the world and you didn't, didn't hear about it. But now, two minutes later, it's all over the internet. So... The news travels at the speed of the internet. But so there's so much more to filter through. But so many people have a hard time sitting alone with their own thoughts. And that's why they don't. That's why they binge on Netflix. That's why they're chasing women or they're addicted to a substance, mm. is because they're trying to cope and they're trying to make it through. But we're not talking in this podcast about coping with it. We're talking about overcoming it, we're talking about slaying it. 
We're talking about cutting its head off and living yeah. victorious over it like David did Goliath and holding his head up for all the defeated foe to see. This is your champion and this is what I did to it. So worry and anxiety, it is a giant, but you can cut its head off and you can live victorious over it. We're going to tell you how. Yeah, you don't have to live on defense all the time. Exactly. Don't you think? People live defensively so sure. often. And and just they keep getting pushed back. We just watched the... You know this show called Quarterback, and on, uh-huh. on was it Netflix, Netflix or something? And so I'm kind of really thinking about football lately a lot. <laughs> Roll Tide. But um, but that's I just could see when you were talking just then. I was picturing just people that I know and myself at times when you just the line just keeps getting pushed back, mm. pushed back, you know, further and further toward the other team, you know, getting a touchdown. Yeah. And that's what I feel like seems to be happening in our mm. culture with anxiety and like anxiety's mm. got the ball and they're running in, they're running over us. Mm. You know, and but how do we how do we push back against that? How do we yeah. overcome and get the ball back, get back on offense? Two things come to mind that are very practical and they're so easy, but they make a huge, huge difference. Okay. The first one, I'm going to quote a scripture to you and I'm not preaching at you. I'm just encouraging you. But Joshua chapter one, Mm. verse eight, nine, it says, God said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Yes. But you shall meditate in it day and night. Mm. then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Okay, now pa- unpack that. Get, like that, there's Can so open, much. worms everywhere. There's so much there. <laughs> we could just stay right there and overcome anxiety with just that. No, passage. I think so too. What's the first thing that jumps out to you? Um, Just about renewing your mind, you know, yeah. just as far as just... Filling your meditating. mind, meditating on the, the word. word. Yeah, not the situation, That's not meditating overcome. on the worry, right? but on the word. Soul control is Ooh, what I like to call it. I like that. That's good. So he says that meditate on it, on something specific, meditate on the word of God. The word of God. Which is living and powerful mm. and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's, it's alive. Meditate on it day and night. Mm. Then you will make your way prosperous. Now, if God didn't want you to be prosperous. He wouldn't have told you how to get that way. You'll make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Now, I would like to point out the word good because mm. there's a difference between having success and having good success. Yeah. I know a lot of successful people, but I don't know many people that have good success. So I love that because, right, just going through that passage, I think of a scripture during this part, you know, that about renewing your mind. Mm-hmm. With the word, you know, because that passage says to meditate, meditate on the word, the word day and night. Then I think of my mom constantly my whole life growing up. She would say, you know, it's not about that you just sit and pray for a solid hour to like get a check mark and do what you should do. Right. It's not like that. It's, it's praying without ceasing. Mm. It's like meditating on the word day and night, thinking all through the day. And she would always mm. say things like, what are you thinking about when you're doing the laundry? What are you thinking mm. about when you're driving down the road? You know, what are you rehearsing? Are you rehearsing a hurt? Yeah. Are you rehearsing a pain? Are you rehearsing what they think about me? Yeah. What they said about me? Ooh. Are you rehearsing, you know, the negative outcome that could happen because of mm. whatever obstacle you're up against? 
Yeah. What are you thinking when nobody's watching? Yeah, so you got to think about what you think about. Yes, because... Because as a man thinks... Yes. So he is. As a man thinks in his heart, as a woman thinks in her heart. So think about what you think about. So here's a little exercise we could do. Okay. You know, for all of the, the, our listeners, just put down in the comments, what are the top three things that you could think about differently? Or what are the top three things you need to stop thinking about and the top three things that you need to start thinking about mm. that would make the biggest difference in your life as far as worry, anxiety go. You might be, you might be right now dialoguing within yourself saying, man, how can I not think about this financial pressure? I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill. I don't know how I'm going to get out of debt. I don't know how uh, we're going to make ends meet, or I don't know how I'm going to stop thinking about this relationship that's struggling. So if that's the thing that's dominating your thinking, then you're in this vicious cycle. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be aware of it or be concerned about it, but here's, man, this will change your life. Okay. Small tweaks can take you to giant peaks. Yeah. I'm about to give you a pro tip right here. Okay. This is a truth bomb. Take your worry list and write it down, okay? That's your exercise. Okay. We need to do this. Take the just hit a piece of paper, your journal, your phone. Write down everything you're worried yeah. about. Yes. Now, take your worry list and make it your prayer list. Yes. Philippians says, don't worry, don't have any anxiety about anything, but in everything, Make your request made known unto God. With yes. prayer and supplication, make your request made known unto God. So we're not saying ignore those things. Right. That would be irresponsible. Right. But take those things to a higher power. So I love that. And, you know, one thing that I've done like that, I've done that. And then I also then have gone back to that list mm. and out beside each thing I'm concerned most about or mm. worried about or in anxiety about sure. or depression sad about. about I write, okay, what does God say about this? Mm. And I go to his word to meditate on his word about right. number one, number two, number three, number four, all five yeah, things good. that are really bothering me. And that's part of putting God's word first place in your life. Yes, I do this often. I write those things habit. down often, probably once a week. Wow, that's, and that's And then huge. I go to the word and that's I amazing. wash yeah. myself with the water of the yeah, word. That's so good. So I'm not so yicky. You know what? That's a, <laughs> such a tremendously powerful habit that you have. And in the same way, worry is a habit. People, they worry because they've done it so much that it goes from being a habit to being... An addiction. An addiction. P I think that that is what what you were saying and what that means, that it's such a problem in this generation, you mm. know, and in this culture, this society. culture right now, because it has literally become an addiction. Mm. And, you know, our son was telling us about a, a famous, you know, line in a song about that it's actually anxiety has become an aesthetic. <laughs> wow. Mm. Like, it's like cool to be... Right. Anxious is your persona. Yes, and and I mean, if you think about it, I know when I've been anxious, it's when I flip from victor in my mindset to victim. Mm. And I think about a friend of mine who has every right to be way more anxious than mm. me, mm. and she's not. And the reason she's not is because she is so confident. She is so confident of her outcome. Mm. She has no worry yeah. about what could go wrong because yeah. she 
one has a budget to handle whatever happens. (laughs) That helps. (laughs) But two, even some things a budget can't solve. Sure. But she just, she literally trusts God. Happy people trust in the Lord. Psalm Mm. 40 verse four says, and you know, I'm just, I see this in different friends of mine's life who really walk anxiety free. Yeah. There's a Godfidence about them. Godfidence. I like that. So do happy people trust the Lord because they're happy or are they happy because they trust the Lord? They're happy because they trust the Lord. They have their confidence in their confidence is in God. And so, I mean, think about somebody or yourself right now that, you know, that, you know, has is dealing with anxiety or if you are in the middle of like a storm that is just your anxiety ridden. Mm -hmm. Are you happy there is that is that happy? No, that's not a happy feeling. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a terrified feeling. Mm. And so then people try to pursue happiness. But here's the thing. That's not the point either. That's, that's where right. people, you know, I wrote the my first book was happy anyway. And people don't understand really even what that book is about. Because mm. in essence, the pursuit, this desperate pursuit of happiness and a positive experience is in itself actually a negative experience. Mm. Cause think about it when you're wanting to be happy, that means you're not. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, and it means you don't know how to be. And so then that's a negative feeling when you're trying to be happy. Mm. That's not at all what my message is about because in reality, true happiness is comes when you have a greater ability to accept. The, things the you bad change. feelings and the anxiety and just kind of sitting in it, realizing you got to face it, let it be that when you accept the loss, mm. you know, it's one of the stages of grief. Sure. When you accept that things might go wrong, that yeah. things will go wrong. <laughs> mm. There's a piece in that because it's not that you're trying to be happy for things to be perfect. It's actually yeah. that you know that not if, but when things go wrong. Because we live in a fallen world. When things sure. derail, that God has got me. Yeah, that's right. No it's matter faith what. works by love, being yeah. convinced of God's love for us mm. and our love for ourselves and our love for others. And yes. all that goes together. Yep. That is the best. That is the secret to life. Yeah. I'm telling you. I mean, I have. I feel like I have found the secret to life <laughs> is, you know, it's definitely been a tremendous blessing to you and to our family and to those that are closest to us. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful revelation, in fact, and not to toot your horn, but I've read your book, Happy Anyway. It's phenomenal. And there, it's a six-week devotional mm. on how to create the habit of happiness in your life as opposed to the habit of stress, depression, and anxiety. Yes, there are actually eight happy habits there in the last go. chapter. In the last chapter, you can skip to the good part. Like mm-hmm. that song says, it's yeah. all good. Skip to the good skip part. Skip to the good part. But the last chapter is all about how to develop these eight happy habits mm. that will change everything for you. And so it, cool. it would abolish anxiety in your life if you yeah. did that. And again, we're not belittling or discounting the things that people have legitimately gone through that are sad or difficult. Mm. But we're saying that even though you don't have to live a sad, depressed life, you might be sad for a season. You might go through the process of grief and, and you should, that's healthy. That's something that I have to work on as a 
Now I'm a positive, encouraging, you know, I on the disc and a seven on the Enneagram and an <laughs> exhorter in my spiritual gift. And so I have a tendency to avoid negative feelings. Yeah. So I've got to embrace them and go, okay, let myself feel that and the negative feeling and then go on. I mean, I'm good at going on. Yeah, yeah. You're good at when we first were married, uh-huh. I remember I said to you, if you would just you must not care because you're not you're sad. not worried. You're not worried. You're not all upset about this. Yeah, I'm not a real worried guy, typically. Um, but yeah, I think I quoted a Brother Hagen story to you. Probably. I'm uh, sure you preached some my sermon spiritual to me grandfather, that I needed at the Kennedy time. Kennedy Hagen, he said to his wife one time, because she they were, they were having a financial problem and they were walking up on the front porch of their parsonage where they were pastoring. <laughs> yeah. And she said, Miss Aretha, she said, I don't think you'd worry if me and the kids just dropped dead right here on the porch. And he said... Well, what would I worry for then? You'd already be gone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> People are not going to like that story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Look at man. you laugh. Uh, but think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do, you, you grieve, and it is a process, and it's healthy to go through that process, yes. but it's not healthy to stay stuck in that right. grief for the rest of your life. That's not God's will for your life. Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. And that's not a sad, there's no sad anointing in heaven for you mm-hmm. here on the earth, but there is joy unspeakable and full of glory. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And you, you know, people that really know the Lord who trust the Lord, they yeah. are happy yeah. and it's okay to be happy. And joy is one of the fruit of the spirit. So how do we know you're filled with the spirit? You've got some joy about you. So there you go. Yes. And you know, cheer up. Real joy, you know, real joy comes, I think, when we learn how to be resilient through tough times, right? Absolutely. You know, what doesn't kill you makes, makes you stronger. stronger. <laughs> and real resilience is not built mm. in easy times from like things just being good all the time. Mm. Resilience is built by us getting better mm. at having bad experiences. That's good. I don't like it, but it's good. I know. Yeah. So how does that hit you as a, you know, someone who doesn't want to maybe even believe that? No, (laughs) I mean, I know it's true uh, because God gave us the comforter Mm. so that we could do and go through uncomfortable things. Yeah. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So no, I believe that. I mean, you go to the gym to move heavy things around and to have things pressing against you. You're pressing against back against them, so you build up your strength. Strength training comes through resistance. Yes. It's resistance training. So if there was nothing to, if there's no gravity, we would all be fat blobs floating around. So you have to have something that's weight yes. to, to build your strength. And so, but God is telling us that if you will let me help you, mm-hmm. like Isaiah 1, 19 says, in the Living Bible, if you would only let me help you, I'd make you rich. Wow. You be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And But we also need each other. We need relationships. Yeah. We need our spouse. We need our family, our kids, our small group, you know, those in our discipleship group, those, our pastors. So we need each other because hard things do happen. And here's something that I try to do is turn my nouns into verbs. All right. What does so that mean? Another test or profile we've taken is strengths finders. And my yeah. good friend Matt Wicks is a professional at this. He's actually a facilitator and he's come into our staff and we call him sometimes with strengths finder questions. He's brilliant. But one of my strengths is activator. 
And that means my top, one of my top five things is let's go, let's do something. Right. Ready, fire, aim. And I'll adjust the aim after I have fired off a few shots. <laughs> so I like yeah. action because I like results. And so, it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes expensive. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, you're helping me learn and grow in that. Use my activator strength appropriately. But Along with your strategic strength. <laughs> yes. They, thank God I have that. Uh, so I can think through it a little bit before I act. But what I mean by turning nouns into verbs is instead of saying, I, hoped, I, I hope I feel loved today. I, then I'm going to instead, I'm going to do something loving. Mm. And believe the word that says you are loved. Right on. Because you can only love others as you love yourself, and you have to know that you are loved. I hope I experience kindness today, but instead, be kind. Choose to yield to the fruit of the Spirit that is kindness, that is already on the inside mm-hmm. of you. You already are kind. Man, you have I'm, to I'm, believe that you yes. are and walk in it. I hope I, I have peace today. hope I don't have a stressful day. Well, be peaceful. In other words, you can control your environment. And if you can't, remember, peace is not... The absence of stress, peace is the presence of a person. And that person is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. So no matter what situation you're in, if you're listening to this in prison right now, or if you are in a very stressful bankruptcy or a divorce, the person of peace wants to be with you through that. So you can have peace. Jesus said, peace I give you, not Mm. as the world gives. So there's a supernatural peace, and the world's not giving anybody peace right now. The world's giving everybody inflation. The world's giving people COVID. The world's giving people um, racism. The world's giving people division and political craziness. So, But Jesus said, I'm giving you peace Okay, because he's giving himself. So what does that look like, Kevin, in a situation, in relationships where, you know, maybe... People are not cooperating with this peace. You're trying yeah. to be a peacemaker, sure. but there just is not. What do you do then? How do you navigate mm. those situations without anxiety? Maybe think of some things we've walked through. I mean, you don't you don't pastor for this long and be up close and personal with people without mm. having to, you know, walk this stuff that that we're talking yeah. about. Well, the- Jesus did say, blessed are the peacemakers. Mm. So sometimes you have to make peace because there isn't any. You have How? to make it. So again, turning your nouns into verbs. Okay. And then also walking, we walk by faith, but we walk in love. Okay. So you have to walk in love with people. But I will say this, uh, Romans 12, I've been reading that a lot lately. It says, be kindly affectionate one to another. And then it goes, and brother love, and it goes on to say some other things. But it also is the same chapter that says, in as much as possible, be at peace with all people. And you have to try to be at peace with all people. You have to come to the table of relationship and fellowship and conversate and try to work things out and go through things and work out your differences. How can two walk together lest they be agreed? Yeah. But sometimes there's just some folks that you can love them, but it might be better that you don't hang out with them. Yeah. Because it's not possible. Maybe they've chosen not to. You and know? you can't control that. Yeah. You can only control your own heart, your own soul. You can't control them. And some people you just have to love from a distance. So so how do you love from a distance when there's been maybe rejection or betrayal or you know, those yeah. are some buzzwords and and that because that's how a lot of people are feeling these days. There's there's just more d- divorce. There's more, you know, 
separation. Mm-hmm. There's there's more boundaries. There's just a lot of that. I feel like even more than 10 years ago or 20 years ago, yeah. I mean, it's always been, I mean, the Bible talked about it right there, like you said yeah, in that sure. passage. So that in as much as is possible. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's say it's not possible yeah. with someone. How do uh, either num- party go on still without anxiety? I think, number one, don't play the game. Mm-hmm. Don't play the gossip game. Um, I remember another Brother Hagen story is people wrote books about Brother Hagen, about yeah. how bad he was. He was right. a cult leader, all these negative things. He never even acknowledged it. Mm-hmm. Somebody said one time, Brother Hagen, aren't you going to defend yourself? And he goes, the Lord's my defender. He says, I wouldn't defend myself if they told off on me that I killed my own grandma. (laughs) I wouldn't even defend myself. (laughs) So don't defend yourself. Don't fight fire with fire. Don't say, oh, they said, what about me? Well, let me tell you something about them. Mm. Jesus said, bless those that persecute you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. So I think if we would do that, Mm. it would... Heal our own hearts a lot. Yeah, I know. In my experience, I, I had a several years ago. I had someone betray me, and you know, and I let's be honest, I didn't conduct myself perfectly either, but I definitely felt like I was the the, the victim, right? And I'm sure the other person did too. But I was so angry, and I wanted to pray some mean, bad things. <laughs> God, judge them. Get them. Vengeance <laughs> is yours. Make sure you get vengeance on them. And I was just about to pray, quote, unquote, pray. <laughs> and the Lord said, hey, son, before you pray, uh, I want to make sure that I hear everything you say because I want to do double for you. Oh, wow. I was like, ooh. I was about to pray some things I don't want none of, much less double. Oh, no. I changed my prayer real quick. Wow. So I said, okay, Lord, well, uh, uh, I, instead of killing them, bless them and bless their kids and bless their marriage and bless their finances and get them out of debt. And and I just totally changed my prayer. And I didn't, honestly, I didn't really mean it, but I knew <laughs> I was supposed to pray for those who hurt me and used me. But I came back and prayed it again the next day. Mm. And before it was over with, I really did mean it. I sincerely wanted good things for that person, and I forgave. The Lord forgave me for my my own bitterness, and um, I actually ended up sending that person a a gift. And uh, because I not because I was just trying to have a good heart and be the good person, I genuinely wanted to see this person do well. I remember that situation. I remember God just working that in you, and I remember it wasn't. Wasn't easy. easy. It wasn't fast, you know. But do but something it, loving. Yeah. Again, nouns to verbs, like yeah, you said. Right. So what about if it's a situation where... You're asking a lot of questions I here. I know. Well, I'm <laughs> curious because you're so good at this. You really are. I mean, if I can think of somebody that is like does not walk in anxiety, and you know, we can mm. just be honest here. <laughs> I think we should be being honest. Let's be honest. Like, it's part of a you, life that works. You know. I mean, maybe you can ask me, but I think I'm asking the questions because you know the answers. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, I've been on this journey mm. really about all this kind of stuff sure, uh, for several years, and I feel like when you first are learning to ride a bike, you're just real wobbly. Yeah. And so I've kind of been on this journey by faith for mm. several years, and I... Not you're not there. It's not like you you've arrived or you get a check sure. mark. But I just I feel 
like I remember as a little girl when I just rode a bike so steady, you know, mm. and it wasn't wobbly and I could even go, look, mom, no hands, you know, <laughs> and I, I just feel like I'm beginning to navigate anxiety and depression and things like that with kind of with replaced from those bad habits with the happy habits, you know, and, and just, it's mm. just producing more and more joy and life yeah, and, and faith and hope and love in my life, yeah. you know? So, but, but what would you say to somebody that is dealing with maybe not a relational situation, like what mm. we just talked about? Those, those were such great tips, but what about like, if they're up against a really, you know, devastating health situation mm. or finance, you know, something totally not in their control yeah. at all like that. So, and they're anxious about it. Yeah. And, and that's normal. But we're not called to be normal. You just went through a health scare. Yeah. And you, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, you still got the scar on your neck if you want to show them. I don't scar. Really, yeah. wasn't really going <laughs> to bring attention to that. But, okay. but hey, but it's real. Yeah. And yeah. the trials of life come to us all. Yeah. And so what do you do, not if, but when they come? I mean, my voice is a little different on this podcast mm -hmm. because it's still healing. Yeah. You may can tell, you know, but one thing you do is you keep going. You do. Well, <laughs> just and, like we're doing today. And hey, again, I'm sorry, but you believe anyway. Yeah. Which is probably the best book you've written. <laughs> it's so good. And it's the biggest one too, isn't it? Yes. But, but then that's what we do. We're believers. That's who we are. So mm. what are we what are we gonna do? We're gonna believe. That's we're gonna right. believe God. We're gonna yes. believe his word. So whether it's a financial issue, a, a health issue, we're gonna believe God. We're gonna find what his word says yes. and we're gonna believe that over our circumstances. So we also faced a financial challenge last year and um nobody's fault but mine. I made some bad in, uh, investment decisions and it was going really well and I got greedy. And instead of taking my profits, I stuck in there because I was going to make some really big money <laughs> and then I lost all my profits. Uh, and I yeah. still have to fight worry and stress <clears throat> and anger about that. Toward yourself. Toward myself. <laughs> I, and yeah, I'm not mad at anybody else. Nobody else made me do it. It was my own fault. And you did really well, by the way, by not being angry at me uh, for very long. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but Even again, my first response was, was amazing. not angry. I'm so thankful I married you. Then, well, I did think about it. And I got a little mad. <clears throat> I know. And the more I th <laughs> when I think about it, I still get mad. But but I still have to go. You know what though? Who's my source? Yes. God forgive me. I made a mistake. I repent, and there there was a leading of the Lord in the situation that I didn't listen to. Oh my goodness, humility! Yeah, so I acknowledge that, and um, and so Lord, give me another chance. <laughs> yes, Lord, please. <laughs> um, and I believe you will. We so. had so many plans for that. Money. <laughs> I know we did, we did, and it's going to come back around. Yes. It just might take a little longer, but but again, we acknowledge who our source is. Yeah, we acknowledge our own mistakes, and that's how error. I didn't get over into angst. I had a choice yeah. to make. I could have hung you on a cross, you know, mm. and and everybody would have said it was my right and my sure. boundary that you did. Whatever. I will not be treated did, this way. Yeah, I could have gone that route, yeah. which. I thought about it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but luckily, a man already hung on a cross for right. me. 
But but that what did I tell you that I think it was my first response or one of my first responses was you are not my source. You did say that. And I said, you are not that powerful. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I'm sorry this happened. Yeah. And I'm sorry for you because you're worried about it more than I am. I was. And but I appreciated your. But kindness I just in that. I think that took the pressure. I think we put so much pressure yeah. on ourselves like we think we're God. Like God yeah. is bigger. He did not fall off his throne when right. that happened. That's right. And we we had a son who was getting married, and I could have used that money for oh, you know. I know. So, but anyway, it was a God dad, still yeah, provided, and um, so but that was a very real and very stressful situation, situation. Yeah. and it, and yeah. it even led to some depression that I had to deal with and walk through. And speaking of that, you know, I have a, my best friend. His name is Jeff, and he coached me up through that. He was like, "All right, Cooley, listen." We're, you're not going to stay here. I know you're sad, and I get it. You know, it's tough. It's tough loss. But it's going to come back around. You're going to have other opportunities. Uh, he prayed for me. Mm. He pep-talked me. He encouraged me. Yes. And you got to have the right people in your life. you got to have the right they, you know, 50 yes. shades of they. you yes. got to have, if you have the wrong they, it can really make these things about stress and anxiety and depression Oof. worse. You say you, it all the time. You want to change your life? Change, change your, your friends. friends. We have amazing friends. I mean, we do. It's a, it's amazing to me when you really surround yourself. I just want to s- just look in this camera and say this to you: when you surround yourself with the right person, with the right friend group, they will not let you stay there. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, it's amazing the things we've walked through, went yeah. through, even recently. And we, you woke up one day with a text from a friend with a verse yeah. and, a, and an encouragement that was exactly what you yeah, needed. That's right. The very next day I woke up mm. with the same thing from a different friend for yes. me of exactly what yeah. I needed. Yeah. We need each other. We do I need, need each you other. And you need me. I need you. <laughs> and maybe you're listening or watching and you think, well, I don't have those kind of friends. Listen, God will supply all your needs, yes. even your friend needs. And so, Let's just pray for people right yes, now. Yes, let's do that. Uh, I just feel the presence of the yes. Lord, sense the presence of the yes. Holy Spirit here to remove burdens and destroy yokes. So, Father, we love yes. our listeners. We just yes. bless them today. We ask that you would supply their need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If they need godly friends, supply that. If they yes. need more serotonin, whatever, whatever yes. their needs are chemically, Lord, you would supply that. Yes. If they need more finances, Lord, connect them to the right people, protect them from the yes, wrong Lord. people. And Lord, we take authority right now over depression, anxiety, and stress. We say that in Jesus' name, you're defeated, you're under yes. our feet, and we refuse. We don't deny that you exist, but we deny your right to exist in our life. Because Jesus defeated you, and abundant life is what he came to give us. And we just thank you for that, Lord. We just praise our way mm. into that, thank, thank our way into that, and we receive that humbly mm. and thankfully and by faith. Abundant life. We release that to our listeners, and we thank you that abundant life is taking root, coming forth, and bearing fruit in their life in every area, spiritually, mm. emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, yes. in their health, in their marriage, in their family, in their work in their career, in their, in their art, in their, in their uh, hobbies, everything they put their hand to, may it prosper. We command a blessing on them today by the authority of your word, and we do it not in our name, but in the name of the King, Jesus, that we represent who came to give us a life that works, abundant life, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. You know, I just thought a great way to just kind of sign off here mm. is I was thinking of a friend of mine who um, so often when I talk to her, she's constantly just saying, all you do is win, win, win. Yeah, yeah. If I come to her with a problem, <laughs> I leave realizing that all I do is win, win, win. That's so and good. so it's don't you want to be that friend? Yeah, be that friend. I want to be that be friend. Be encouraging. Yes. There's turning your nouns into verbs. Yes, because that's what the Bible says. That's who he says And you we will are. reap what you sow. He says we're overcomers. Yeah. So that's what we are. Indeed. Awesome. Hey, friends, thanks for listening. Um, Please share this with somebody who might need a pep talk, who might need to be encouraged. And be sure and like, subscribe, share. Sharing is caring. We love you, and we pray that you continue to have a life that works.